Hi folks, I'm Alan Watson. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on November the 23rd, 2011. For newcomers, help yourself to the audios which are there for free downloads at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And you'll see a whole bunch of sites listed there. These are all the official sites. It's the only sites I have. Anything outside of that page there isn't mine, even if my name's on it. And all those sites have audios, and they also have transcripts for download for print-up if you want them in English. Now, you'll also see a site there called alanwatsentinel.eu, and you'll find transcripts in other languages for print-up if you so desire. And uh, remember, too, that you are the audience that bring me to you. I don't bring on um, people who sell things. And um, I don't know if shares in companies or own companies uh, and then advertise them either. So uh, basically, I'm a, a free agent here uh, under the goodwill of RBN. And uh, the ads you hear on the show are paid directly by advertisers to RBN to pay for this airtime and to pay for the staff and equipment, etc., and hopefully some of their bills as well, because this is an expensive industry, obviously, to, to go through. And so you can help me with mine, my problems here by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can use a personal check or send cash, some people send cash, or use an international postal money order from your post office, same price as the regular one. And you can, uh, as I say, use PayPal, you find out how to do it at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and again, PayPal. Remember, straight donations are really welcome because, as I say, I don't uh, make massive amounts of money by selling things or promoting things. So we're in a battle really for our lives, you understand, and that's the, that's the difference because in every area of human endeavor, put it that way, uh, there's always money to be made uh, for those who know how to do it. And you can certainly exploit any area too. Uh, there's no doubt about it at all. Patriot Radio has a, a niche there. There's a definite need for it. And as long as you stay the course and stay on track, uh, they'll do an awful benefit to mankind. And that's really what we need to do at this time as we go through massive changes. And uh, people should support the, 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 the guys who are trying to get this stuff out and stations like RBN as well. But uh, we're getting crowded out too, of course. We've always been crowded out by the, the regular mainstream media. Uh, every generation's been taught from childhood since they sit and watch TV. In fact, they're babysitted by or babysat by TV, and they, they think it's all quite normal and real and true, and all the news is true. And that's the first trick of brainwashing, really, is to get them stuck on television and cartoons. It's astonishing what's loaded into cartoons. All the PC updates that they have for every generation are put right in there uh, into the cartoons. And the writers and producers of those cartoons get paid 
to put them in. So do novelists too, by the way, and in Canada definitely, and other places too. If you put certain things in the US, if you put certain things in your movies, you'll also get, get cash grants for it as well. That's why you, whenever you see a repetitive theme coming up, that's got nothing to do with the story, you know that these are PC grant handouts that get handed to them. But we're all brainwashed to some extent. And then, of course, your education system, which is really universal now. That was part of the John Dewey exercise, a universalist system, to make sure that across the whole world the generation would be taught the basic nonsense of indoctrination that they want you to believe, which then furthers, makes you more open and gullible to all subsequent propaganda uh, that those who own you, basically, and rule you uh, decide to, to put out. So it's very, very simple. What I do on this program is to try and show you the techniques, the history of this, where it's going, the ones who really rule the world. And they've been here for an awful long time. They put their own boys in politics. I've gone through the histories of some of them. And they run foundations and front organizations. Back with more after this break. We're back cutting through the matrix. Years ago, I mentioned how the similarities of our minds, basically, to how we work, how we process information to computers, because it's really based on the same sort of logic. Computers have systems, logic systems, the other language, the programmers, and technically someone who works in even designing a computer and working on the logic and so on, it should be able to tell you the answer that that computer will arrive at if you feed it a question because he understands the process, the logic, and the, and the, and the pathway that it must take in its reasoning, its logic process, to come to a conclusion. You should technically know what it, how it is. Well, it's the same way we're trained too. That's what schooling's all about and indoctrination's all about subsequently too because those who understand us since they gave us the, the, the school systems, and it's a fantastic journey going through the educational system. It's really a worldwide system. Uh, John Dewey was sent to across to the States to implement the system, and other ones were sent from the same school across to other countries at the same time to implement the same system to make sure that a global system of indoctrination, and it is indoctrination. It, it imprints things in your mind very early through repetition, and uh, use techniques, um, even more t- techniques today, such as group meetings uh, of the classes, the classmates, etc., where they all must come to consensus on topics, or you get shunned by the class and the teacher. Uh, and then, you, and if you eventually cave in, you'll be able to join them again. But technically, again, it's to make sure you're given all the same indoctrination. And Dewey himself was a member of the Socialist International, and his idea was eventually they would gradually eradicate history altogether. Like they've done now in the, the EU, the European Parliament has declared uh, and given out their own educational data, where really nothing much happened before World War II. And supposedly that's to stop all old grudges between different peoples from breaking out again or being carried on from generation to generation. But there's much, much more to it than that. If you indoctrinate and you understand the indoctrination process, just like that computer programmer, you can understand how to play with the minds of millions of people uh, with all kinds of propaganda, and that's what we have. We're living amongst it. And I've read the articles from some of these schools who work on globalism, 
and conflict re- resolution, should call it, and so on. And they, they tell you this, that uh, they understand the techniques, how our, our minds are conditioned, and they can therefore manipulate us in whichever way they, they want to point us. Now, part of that, again, as I say, is like the schools where you belong to the group, group consensus, uh, then you have uh, the, the group that you put yourself into. I don't put myself into groups because you're so easily conned that way, because there's intelligence and then there's counterintelligence. Uh, working from the same uh, base, basically. And if you put yourself into a group because you see things are wrong and you start to learn the language of that group, you start to learn um, uh, the buzz phrases and the keywords uh, that turn you on again to that group. And when you see those words appear, you can be so easily conned by counterintelligence, pretending that it's the group, or it's, it's like using the, the lingo of that group, uh, and you're being downloaded with more propaganda that actually works against you. It works against yourself. And so these are very ancient techniques. All war, war strategies use them. All military yeah, strategists use them as well. And, of course, your educational system does, and this world system does. The United Nations does all the time. And it's kind of like a simple example is if you were to become a really fundamental Christian, and you, you, all you have to do is go into a few meetings, listen to the, the terms that are shouted out, you know, and just shout an occasional amen and yeah, brother, etc., etc., and they'll think you're one of them. It's quite, quite it's a simplistic uh, uh, form of it, but of course there's other forms of it as well. But it's the same thing where you belong to uh, a protesting of Wall Street group or, or whatever. You can be infiltrated and the buzzwords come in and then you're led off in a different direction before you even know it. It's like your feet are just pulled off the ground and you're rushed off in another direction because you think you're with the same darn group, but it's been taken over. And that's how most things are waylaid today. I've watched this before over the years with other big groups that have tried to do the right thing and that they're hijacked by ones who use the same terminology and have the funding behind them. So be very careful of any kind of group that you join because you're often being used. It's a little bit of an advice there. Now, and I've also read the articles before from the military departments where they talk about the coming Internet age before we were given it, basically. Brzezinski touched on it without calling it uh, the Internet, but in the 1970s. And he also talked about information wars would come along, battles with propaganda, and how they weren't afraid of it at all because, you see, there's so many groups already set up to take over and lead you, you understand, Again, intelligence services, massive intelligence services, don't sit back and wait for a grassroots movement to start up with its own leader. They supply them in advance. That's how you waylay things again. You head them off at the pass, as they used to say in the, the old Westerns. And before you know it, uh, people sit back in their chairs saying, well, I don't have to do anything because these guys are doing it for me. It's just like politics. You vote someone in and you sit back and uh, he's going to do it all for you, you think. But... Everything is propaganda, as I say. And the, the, the thing is, too, as the military says, uh, it's, it's not just information, it's how you process that information. Most folk can't discern uh, for themselves or, uh, by wading through information and, and being able to excise counterintelligence to, to, to fact, etc., or even how to chase up fact and use reason and logic. They simply accept the stuff that seems to say rah-rah for us. You know, So you'd be very, very careful. Here's a little example, and we've all heard about the the hoopla uh, from the U.S. As, as all these different guys go for election or re-election, some of them. 
uh, that they're going to cut back on the U.S. military funding. And that's always been a big thing in the U.S., you know, because the U.S., unfortunately, is tied to a military past. Uh, and it wasn't meant to be that way, by the way. It was kind of hijacked in the 20th century and, uh, and, and used that way until the average American equates the flag with the uniform and military and, and bugles and music, etc. It's t- tied in together. And because of the ones who did that, we're going to use the U.S. for a hundred years or more to take the world over for them, not for the U.S. or the people, but for uh, the group that run the U.S. and still do. And here's an example. Republican, Republican presidential candidate Mitt Romney on Monday suggested using drastic cuts to health care for the poorest Americans to fund the Department of Defense. So this is a kind of sideline that they get very into this kind of thing rather than think what's really happening in the world or, or the U.S., because this, this happens all the time, and it never, never, it's never true. It's never, ever true. But this is the, the way the politicians play the game. So when Romney's talking to uh, BAA, BAE Systems, it's called, one of the nation's largest defense contractors, guys that make their money on it, the candidate said that President Barack Obama and members of the Super Committee should agree to scale back uh, the Medicaid program in order to prevent $600 billion in cuts to defense spending over 10 years. So he's talking, you understand a politician plays to, to the, to the balcony and to the audience. That's what they say. To the, to the general audience in the lower seats and the, the balcony as well. Wherever they go. And it says, a doomsday scenario for our military is not the right course given where the world is headed. Where is the world headed, Mr. Romney? He'll, he'll know too. He says, I, I would call on the president and do call on the president to immediately introduce legislation which says we will not have a $600 billion cut to America's military. We should not cut any funding from the base Department of Defense budget, etc., etc. He said, I would apply the $600 billion in cuts that were anticipated being imposed upon the military. I take those and apply them to other departments or parts of the federal budget. He continued, and there are a number of candidates for that. One of them, of course, would be to take something like Medicaid, which is our health care program for the poor, and return that program to the states. Now, I don't know who keeps up with, I think maybe those in the profession and the medical system. They know what's going on in the medical system, and I, I'm in touch with a lot of people in hospitals across the U.S., and even when, when the Clintons were in, they were already cutting back. You understand, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't Obamacare. This was the agenda a long time ago. And they've been cutting back, closing down whole floors within hospitals, renting them out to some private companies occasionally, and other ones lying empty, cutting back on cleaning staff, cutting to the bone. And this new so-called Obamacare is going to be very base medicine. And that's from the United Nations, by the way, because the United Nations, under the Charter, says everybody across the world will be uh, entitled to the basic, the most basic medical care. And you better understand what they mean by basic. You'll be lucky to get it at all. And that's where you're really going with all of this. So they've, they've been cutting back for ages to keep the wars going because, you see, they've got a, a mission to accomplish as these... Uh, uh, chameleons, uh, guys like Romney, darn well know, and that's the purpose of the United States to be used, wrung up like a sponge, and left to to feed it in on itself as people turn on each other and utter poverty. That's where it's supposed to go. Now, the Congressional Budget Office estimates that the total base defense budget will in- actually increase. Here's the facts of it. I've got the PDF. I'll put it up tonight too at cuttingintoTheMates.com. Increased to $665 billion by 2028 if there are no cuts. Because the trade cuts are spread over a 10-year period, overall de- defense spending would still grow each year, albeit at a slower rate. 
and there's a video from CNN, etc., and this is the PDF with actual figures of the military um, budgets, etc. It says here, since President Barack Obama took office, the defense budget has actually grown from $513 billion to $530 billion, according to the Associated Press. Additional spending on wars in Iraq and Afghanistan has increased from $153 billion to $159 billion. So it's actually been going up and up and up. It's just not at the rate that these guys want it to go up. So they want to cut it from everything else. But as I say, Obamacare was, was there before Obama came along, and they're just rushing it forward now. And some of the horror stories that are coming out of hospitals in the U.S. now, uh, I get from the inside and the plans, etc. And believe you me, uh, it's going to be a lot worse than anybody understands, an awful lot worse. And you'll be paying more for it too, by the way. It's never less, never less. You're always paying for more. And you know something too? The whole medical system everywhere is utterly corrupt. You should not allow people in who should really be going for, going for big bucks as dentists or lawyers or something like that into taking care of people's lives. You can't have sharks looking after health care. can't happen. 160, 170 grand for a week in hospital. Are you kidding? Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back once more, cutting through the matrix, and I, I often see different things when I watch documentaries than maybe other people see. I, I see what the similarities of, of actions and where those actions go, and it's quite easy to... I can remember looking at one of the big G20 protests in, in British Columbia, and uh, the, the, the police sergeant at the time, just his, his students were walking away in fact, uh, he just told his men to start pepper spraying the, the people who were walking away in the face from a few feet away, in fact. And he, he himself was holding something, these pepper sprays, but the size of a fire extinguisher, you know, the, the old water fire, this, this massive thing. It was like a scuba tank uh, and just happily spraying away. And I thought to myself, the, the, understand the mentality of that man and, and his troops, we'll say, uh, it's no different than what you'll see in atrocities. Uh, his behavior... What he was doing, uh, whereas obeying our orders or whatever he was doing, uh, makes no difference whatsoever. The acts are the same. If you, all you do is take away that fire extinguisher and put a machine gun in his hand, and you're going to massacre. It's the same mentality. He was angry, uh, and, and he was really uh, arrogant and, and, and upright about everything. And that's how they are, you understand. It never changes in any era. You better be very, very careful what you're seeing because uh, it shows you the baseness of these people who recruited and then the techniques are driven into them to obey orders, obey orders. The same old Nuremberg stuff, I was only obeying orders. And they'll say that very arrogantly because they feel self-righteous in what they did. Now, it's the same thing too you'll see with, with uh, what is coming out of the, the Wall Street movement. Never mind who's, who's running it at the top. The fact is uh, that there's ones coming out now, videos where some of these goons uh, in their combat gear are just walking around pepper spraying people who are sitting down or, or, or sitting on the ground, just right in the face, you know. Same mentality, these, 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 maybe they call them grunts because that's all they do. You can't talk to them, they just grunt, these, these creatures. And uh, they're the most base, vile characters you could possibly um, employ for this kind of thing. And that's why they do employ them, by the way. In fact, that's why these guys, these guys gravitate to these kind of jobs. And all ages. So be very careful and cautious 
and do a lot of thinking when you see these images because all you do, as I say, is replace it with a gun and there's a guy going around shooting people who've been already shot by a firing squad as they, as they exterminate folk as they did in the Soviet Union by the thousands and millions and then along would come the officer or somebody and shoot them in the head to make sure they're dead. Well, that's, what you see. that's how I see them when they go along pepper-spraying people who are peacefully sitting on the ground uh, it's right in the face from about a foot away or two feet away. There's no, it's no difference with, with what's going through that guy's mind, you know. The only, the only thing going through his mind, if he has one, is, is that uh, probably uh, he wishes he does have a, he did have a gun to, to shoot, you know, and uh, was allowed to do it. And I'm not kidding about that. You should always take these things very, very, very seriously. But anyway, Anonymous has put up uh, a message to Lieutenant Pike of UC Davis Police uh, to actually uh, show you what they did, what this guy did, walking around enjoying himself. As I say, I'm shooting them in the head, basically, with uh, with this stuff uh, and uh, burning their eyes out and just calmly walking along. This is a, this is a, a, a sadist you're, you're watching who enjoys this kind of thing. He feels impervious because he knows darn well no one's going to attack him back, you see. And these are the worst kinds you can possibly have in any era. They're well recruited for, for extermination in, in other places and other times, and even up to the present time in some forces across the seas. And uh, you're seeing it here. So I'll put this link up, and you can watch it for yourselves. As this guy, uh, yeah, I'm sure he filled in a questionnaire, but his job, he really enjoys what he's doing. And he wishes he had more opportunity to advance himself. But anyway, uh, I'll put that up. You can have a little gander at that one. And um, last night I talked to about Climate Gate Part 2, the sequel. And uh, anyone who has got the patience and you've got to wade through it, you'll, you'll find them, again, talking about fudging statistics, uh, getting all the guys who are not going along with this political agenda. It's a political agenda, folks. It's nothing to do with science. And uh, getting the guys out of the IPCC, the United Nations, who don't agree with them and stacking it with guys who are all yes men. All that stuff's in these emails and I'll put some links up tonight. One is from uh, uh, James Dellingpole, uh, uh, from the, one of the British newspapers. And also I'll put up one by, um, it's, uh, by Dr. Ball, I think it's called, Tim Ball, who goes through it too. It gives you the graphs, the fake graphs that they're still using, and uh, the reality of where CO2 is, etc., and so-called warming. And also another, uh, a couple to do with one from Forbes magazine, and other ones that talk about actual CO2, what it does. Even in greenhouses, guys who work in the big greenhouse business will tell you they pump them sometimes four times the atmospheric pressure of CO2 and uh, to make the plants grow better, and they do grow better. And whenever you do that, uh, your temperature just plummets. It doesn't go up, it goes down. <laughs> and so everybody knows this stuff, but we're living in, in Disneyland now. And uh, this is a message they want you to have. They try to tell you that it, it, it causes global warming. As they spray us like bugs from the air and have been doing it from nine to eight, by the way. And you're expecting truth out of the guys who rule this world? You'll, you'll, never, you'll never get it. I don't think any society, any population anywhere has ever, ever had truth when they're ruled over uh, by an international group. Russia is talking about uh, this big circle around them is getting built up by the U.S. and NATO organization of the missile defense system. And uh, they're responding to it now. And uh, this is President Dmitry Medvedev announces sweeping plans to address what Moscow is calling a threat to national security. So they'll counter it with their own missiles. 
So it's interesting to watch things warm up. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and talking about Russia's response to being encircled with missiles, has put more missiles around them uh, with NATO, by NATO and European countries. And uh, this is what Medvedev says. In the event of unfavorable developments in regards to European missile defense, Russia reserves the right to halt further steps in the disarmament sphere and respectively weapons control, Medvedev said. Besides, given the inseparable interconnection between the strategic offensive and defensive weapons, grounds may appear for a country's withdrawal from the START Treaty. That was, that was signed on April 8, 2010 and went into effect on February 5, 2011. He stressed that Russia remains open to dialogue with the U.S. and NATO regarding missiles and defense issues, but the cooperation must have clear legal parameters. So everyone's pushing uh, and pushing the envelope right now uh, to get things going. And it's quite interesting as, as we watch the U.S. Uh, and other con- NATO get ready to plunder Iran as well and Syria. So it, it's just astonishing. It's, it makes you kind of sick of humanity, to be honest with you, to understand that psychopaths run the world, always have. Uh, first come the money lenders, and then they get folk to use the cash and, and instead of just bartering. And then they hire armies of goons, like the guy with the pepper spray there, uh, you always get them in every generation, uh, probably always will, and always have in the past. And these are the ones they hire as thugs. And, uh, and it's a sad thing that this is how far we've come, which isn't very far at all. Instead of just carrying clubs, you know, they've got pepper spray, things to uh, cattle prods, really, they call them tasers, and uh, things to torture you, and, uh, and all the weaponry they can get from the military as well. Now... It's so interesting, too, that I have mentioned before that uh, there's actually books out there on the fads of medicine and surgery as well, by the way, and they go through fads every so often, and it's generally to benefit uh, the pharmacological industry because they run medicine, actually, and doctors today, as far as I'm concerned, are just little pimps for the pharma industry. They, they sit and prescribe the drugs. They're pushers, and they get well, well paid for doing it, and they're the legal pushers. And uh, and they all know that too today. They all know that's all they sit and do, doctors, is to just throw prescriptions out. But um, and if, again, if you go into the history even of the Rockefeller Foundation, how they started up the AMA, and they've run up ever since what the quacks are taught and, and what they'll do, and right down to the, this ridiculous cancer treatment that's it's medicine's answer. To, to, it's basically what medicine's doing in cancer with, with trying to kill you with uh, chemicals that are highly toxic. They kill all your cells off. Doesn't matter. They don't go in and say, there's a cancer cell. Kill that one. Kills everything off. And if that doesn't kill you, then the radiation does. And it's their answer, medicine's, medicine's answer, really, to exorcism. They're trying to exorcise a demon from the body that they just can't understand. And you, you've got better luck, actually, just going and giving a witch doctor a pig and get him to do some voodoo. It's less harmful to you. Anyway, a new Canadian study has found that people with heart disease who consume low levels of salt appear to be at higher risk of death from heart attacks, strokes, and other cardiovascular causes than people who consume more moderate amounts of salt. And this is a, a latest uh, study. It's a Canadian study. It's found that the people with heart disease continue low with salt, blah, 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 blah. And 
any, they keep to the recommended current sodium guidelines, appear to be at higher risk of death from the heart attack strokes and the other cardiovascular diseases, etc., etc. High sodium intake was associated with a higher risk of cardiovascular deaths compared to those with moderate salt intakes, but only at levels higher than most Canadians eat. Moderate salt intake, meanwhile, amounts closer to Canadians' average daily consumption and was associated with the lowest risk. The findings published in the Journal of the American Medical Association emphasize the urgent need to determine a safe range for sodium intakes, the team reports. They should tell that idiot that runs New York, that mayor there, who has actually put a salt tax back on in restaurants. This is what they, this, you know, these folk did that, you know, thousands of years ago. They ran the salt trade and they had salt taxes and all that. Here he's doing the same thing again. Folk are too ignorant now to know where it came from, the whole idea. But anyway, as, as they take over the whole planet. But anyway, this is where you're going with all of this stuff. And then you've got, and I've mentioned this over and over for many, many years, uh, because Charles Galton Darwin talked about altering the hormonal levels of male and female, effeminizing the men, and uh, really it makes it the women more aggressive and masculine in many, many ways. Uh, and he wrote that in the 1950s, and he wasn't kidding. He says we can put this stuff in their food and their water uh, and then we can actually inject them too with different things that would upset their hormonal balance and levels. And uh, BPA, bisphenol uh, A, is one of the compounds which really, these chemicals which actually mimics estrogen. Uh, one amongst many, there's many other ones to put in your food too and your water. But uh, soaring levels of BPA levels found in people who eat canned foods. So I've mentioned for years too, they didn't used to put this lime cans with this plastic, and then they suddenly started doing it. And I knew right away what the purpose was. And of course, folk think, thought you were nuts at the time. But uh, for seeing what the reason was, it's even in these these guys that guzzle the beers in their cans that they're drinking really a form of estrogen. And it shows, mind you, eating canned food every day may raise the levels of compound bisphenol A in a person's urine more than previously suspected. A new study suggests it's in makeup and everything for the women when they're pregnant. And if they're using all this stuff in their skin and through insufflation it gets through their skin and the blood screen, uh, then it actually affects the male fetus between 8 and 12 weeks and literally for life. They won't develop properly for life, you know. You might be buying them a different kind of clothing. But anyway, it says people who ate a serving of canned soup every day for five days had BPA levels of 20.8 micrograms per litre of urine, whereas people who instead ate fresh soup, made their own, I guess, had levels of 1.1 micrograms per litre, according to the study. BPA is found in many canned foods. It's a byproduct of the chemicals used to prevent corrosion in the tin cans. Right? When the researchers looked at the rise in BPA levels seen in the average participant who ate canned soup compared to with those who ate fresh soup, they found a 1,221% jump. To see an increase in this magnitude was quite surprising, said study leader Karen Michaels, an associate professor of epidemiology at the Harvard School of Public Health. The levels of BPA seen in the study participants are amongst the most extreme reported in a non-occupational setting. So I'll put these links up tonight too. And then on to this one, Monsanto. <laughs> Monsanto, you understand, is part of the military-industrial complex. These are one of the main corporations amongst with the, other, with the other groups that do GMO food and all their chemical spraying of the crops. They're, they're all part of the military-industrial complex, trace their history or ancient orange and all the rest of it. And this article here uh, goes on about... Uh, and I've mentioned this years ago, years ago, that one of their organizations, their, their, their factories in Alabama, was was pouring stuff out, these big drains, into a, a, a stream that was used by a, a local small town, mainly black people. And 
their, the, the young girls were, were, they were menstruating by the age of seven and eight, they had breasts and everything. The guys didn't develop properly because they were using estrogen again for, uh, in, in their chemical, this was, excuse me, Monsanto, in the cleaning solutions that they washed out these big pipes, these, these dispersal pipes that flowed into the stream. I'm sure it was a big experiment, actually. I really do believe that. But this one's about Anison. Uh, this is one of the places where they were doing this. And it says, uh, it, it is a clarification because the, the tri- Monsanto, after that broke out years ago, uh, tried to say it was a subgroup uh, that they were affiliated with, but it actually was Monsanto. Monsanto had the, the decades of pollution, it says. On the west side of Anison, the poor side of Anison, the people ate dirt. They called it Alabama clay and cooked it for extra flavor. They also grew berries in their gardens, raised hogs in their backyards, caught bass in the murky streams where their children swam, and played and were baptized. They didn't know their dirt in yards and bass and children, along with the acrid air they breathed, were all contaminated with chemicals. They didn't know they lived in one of the most polluted patches of America. Now they know. They also know that for nearly 40 years while producing the now-banned industrial coolants, Known as PCBs at a local factory, Monsanto Company routinely discharged toxic waste in the West Anison Creek and dumped millions of pounds of PCBs into oozing open pit landfills. And thousands of pages of Monsanto documents, many emblazoned with warnings such as confidential, read and destroy, show that for decades the corporate giant concealed what it did and what it knew. And I'll put this link up tonight and you can see what it's actually done to the people, never mind all the fish and everyone else. And they did this, they, they knew what it was doing. And everyone's come down with cancers, by the way. And, uh, it's just one massive big experiment. I'm sure of that, positive of that. And because of these experiment, experiments, and they know darn well what they're doing today, Monsanto, with their spraying and of, of the crops, their GM food. You understand when, when these guys are involved in, in the war industry, the war industry, uh, you put them in charge of creating your food and, and then they have monopolies on your, and you're eating this stuff. And then you read into the United Nations departments of depopulation, they call it population control, etc., etc. And you see who's taking over the food supply of the world. And then you watch the massive increases of cancers. If you can't put it together, folks, then you better get your, your, your insurance on your gravesite put up now because uh, and, and on the grave, just put learn nothing, learn nothing, you know, because that's the, if you can't put that together. Uh, I, I don't really want to know you at all. That's simple as that. But uh, yeah, it's so out in the open in this day and age. And then, of course, Washington Times has picked up uh, uh, normalizing. I like this word I put out there years ago, and of course, I didn't pick up on it now. Uh, the new normals and normalizing. Normalizing Penn State pedophilia from the Washington Times. I'll put this article up too. You can have a look through that and you can see how they're, how they're reacting to it. And it says members of the EAP, and it mentions too how the American Psychiatric Association has jumped in on it. That group, in fact, uh, that, that, uh, of pedophilias, uh, pedophiliacs that want to legalize pedophilia is jumping in on the act. They use everything, good or bad propaganda, uh, to publicize themselves. And they're in on this one too, before you act, they call it. And uh, members of the APA need to listen to the public outcry and disregard members of the Before You Act. These are all guys who work in psychiatry and, and making uh, policy for the U.S. Raping a child, sexually exploiting a child, destroying a child's innocence, and psychologically and physically damaging a child are abhorrent crimes. And the media coverage has downplayed the physical trauma abused uh, children often suffer from sexual assaults. 
And that's because of the Kinsey Report and many other things. And um, it says here, contrary to the views of some of the radical fringe, the criminal is not the victim, uh, nor is the, that person to be protected and the crime covered up. While the sexually abused and exploited children are left to suffer the consequences and later endure the years of psychological rehabilitation that's often required before they can be restored to normality. Well, to be honest with you, studies show that you can never get them back to any, any form of normality. The trust factor is gone. It's gone. It's destroyed. And also debtors' prisons. One third of the all U.S. states has uh, debtors' prisons back in uh, vogue again. I'll put this link up too. And you can see how it's all coming back. Something that was outlawed years ago uh, when the usurers were well at work uh, with their little dealing money in back streets, etc., with their tables. Uh, they were eventually uh, uh, banned from, from debtors' prisons because uh, they were putting folk in jail. And then you had to pay, in, as, as a debtor, you had to pay in the jail to get food and to get out. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So uh, we need an overhaul of this whole moneyed system. Who issues it is, is the key to it, because if you, if you get that all fixed out, and governments should issue their own, as, as they're all licensed to do, they can do anything they want, um, and, and then, of course, you won't have to borrow from abroad or, or, or private at all. That should be totally illegal. And, uh, and take care of your own finances. Simple as that. And believe you me, 90% of the world's problems and wars will disappear immediately. It will. Because the same characters have their boys in politics. And politicians are all for their own, basically. So, everybody's mentioned, heard too, about the Department of Homeland Security taking over all all the, the, the areas that of even common sense, and they, and they put out that ridiculous uh, video on cooking your turkey on Thanksgiving. Uh, it should be a red alert, I guess. Red alert, red alert, cooking turkeys and uh, Homeland Security. Doped up the Department of Homeland Security. I said when I first this came out, this Homeland Security, I said they'll take over everything until it goes into ridiculous, and, and here we are. And so they're worrying folk about uh, the warnings by the dangers posed by turkey fryers and all this stuff. Actually, if you, if you had decent turkeys, I don't know if you know that, but, but the ones for the ordinary folk, the ones that are cheaper, they pump them full of all kinds of oils after they, before they freeze them to puff them up and give them weight. And that's the only thing that's flammable in them is all these, these chemicalized oils they put in them. To get a, a real turkey, if you're buying the thing, it'll cost you maybe four times as much. And people in the States have told me that. Another one, two I want to put up tonight is fake terror plots, paid informants and the tactics of the FBI entrapment is now in question because uh, they're picking up people who are mentally challenged, we'll put it that way. Uh, some of them go with IQs of eight years of age uh, and then doing these sting operations on them uh, and saying, oh, see, we've, we've, we've stopped 800 terror attacks this year. Most of these people uh, can hardly... Speak, never mind read, honestly. And I'll put this article up here for you to, to see. It's from The Guardian. And um, it gives you some, some details of some of the ones that they've actually uh, picked up and trained or, or, or set up to be stung. Uh, people who literally, as I say, could, could hardly even read, never even think very clearly either. And, <laughs> and I've said it before too. You understand, you cannot save a society, this degenerate uh, the problem with degeneracy is the folk who've been brought up in it don't know they're degenerate, you understand? It's a beautiful technique, and uh, Yuri Bezmenov went through this, 
and his talks, uh, KGB guy. He says the tactic was to take the West down without firing a shot. Instead, he was, in the 70s, when he defected, he was so amazed to find out how successful it had been. Because, um, in, in an earlier uh, talk that I've got here, actually, Besmanov talks about uh, the technique that they actually used. He says it was an ancient Chinese um, emperor talked about it. He says, you never go into a war by going to war. He says, what you do is you infiltrate a society you look at the whole culture and fabric of that society, all their beliefs, the things that hold it together, all its norms, taboos, and so on. And then you, over time, you gradually break the fabric of society. And once you've done that, they're degenerate. They won't stand up for anything together. Uh, and, of course, you have what you have here. We have uh, pedophilia becoming normal, uh, raping becoming normal, even waterboarding uh, old women in nursing homes, like 89-year-old women, with dementia was waterboarded uh, by these nursing home workers because she wanted ice cream. So after watching all these movies and stuff, they decided to waterboard her. You see, you're, you're dealing with a, a psychopathic society. They'll, psychopaths who rule always give you a psychopathic culture to follow. And it's, it's always successful with most people. They're, desens- they're desensitized to, to, to pain of others. They feel no uh, um, empathy for other people and actually they get turned on through sadomasochism in all the movies sex, so you have sex c- coupled with torture uh, and uh, eventually they get turned on by this stuff and they use it in real life uh, this is a fact folks and uh, sorry to bring the bad news but it's just true, all the stuff you've been enjoying all these years, blood and guts sex and torture uh, all put together uh, look at the movie Videodrome and listen to the little piece that this weirdo who, who wrote the, the darn thing, and he is really weird, he knew the technique. He knows the technique, Cronenberg. Watch the movie and listen to the bit about when he puts a helmet on that guy's head. Sex, sadomasochism, torture. Works every time. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and this hour is always just flown in and I'm going to try to get a caller or two here. Uh, there's, there's Aaron from Nevada. If you're online there, Aaron. Hello? Yes, yes sir. Thank you. Um, who do you think is, uh, you know, that you're kicking off the eye of, you know, the pyramid? Who exactly are you, uh, you know, symbolically directing that at? And secondly, is there anybody behind the Rothschilds, like the Palavinci, Dynasty that's still somewhat active. Uh, are the Catholics actually playing the Anglo, uh, you know, American Empire off, the Zionists off? Uh, they're hope to remain the last domino standing. And can you talk about that just for a second? Well, you can go back into the ancient families who funded ancient Rome, and not just Rome, but other countries too. You understand? When you look into the past, your your terrible history books that you're given, the ones they generally give you at school. Uh, are, are very minimalistic in, in the stuff that they offer you. Uh, they always have the rise of this emperor or, or this tyrant or whatever and uh, glorify them, Alexander the Great. But they never tell you who funds them. Uh, every army, just like today, needed, needed funding. And uh, money really was a kickoff to, to so-called civilization. It gave a leisure class, guys who would think and scheme uh, and plan wars and, and to hire armies. Without money, you couldn't hire an army to go and plunder anybody. 
So, I mean, even Alexander the Great that was taught by Aristotle, uh, Aristotle was, was actually married to, it says in the, in the history books, the Oxford ones at least, that he was married to uh, the, the daughter of a moneylender from the Levant, it says. So money lending has been behind all of this for an awful long time. Whether it was called Phoenician, whatever, doesn't matter. But the art of money lending, it was a trade, remember. It was also a guild later on. Just like in London, you had all the different guilds, but you also had the gold guilds and uh, and money lenders guilds, etc. Uh, these guys didn't just have big, big meetings and boast about how much cash they'd raked in. They also talked about strategies like all the other guilds did. And, and how to always keep themselves on top, which they already knew they were, even by the Middle Ages. And so you're looking really at uh, ancient families, number one, uh, that have gone down through time. And uh, there's no doubt about it, there's, there's a particular high religion here, uh, a kind of hidden, almost semi-hidden religion behind it too. And um, uh, they themselves have watched empires and helped fund them come and go. And so they've always been on top, and they move, they move, they move, wherever it's necessary to move to, they move, uh, and build up the next empires to ensure their own survival. And so, the, so what we're looking at really is a very ancient, ancient system. Uh, it's been on the go since at least the times of the Phoenicians uh, and the Minoans even. Uh, when you go into the, the Minoans, uh, even their graves that they open up today were kind of, uh, they, they lived a very high advanced life even for their time in the GNC, they're, they're where they made their headquarters. And uh, they, had, they had heated water, heating and plumbing throughout their homes, you know, uh, and also back about, you know, 2000, 3000 BC. So you're looking at very, very advanced civilizations of, of characters who knew how to run world trade, uh, money lending again, armies again to plunder, and they also made deals with countries that they wanted to go to war to, for them on their behalf as part of the deals often for the loan. You'll go to war with this country, take them over. The Phoenicians did the same thing, in fact, to spread their silver, a standardized silver way, uh, weight of silver across the world. And that's what they did with, uh, with countries was, uh, you do this and we'll take the slaves that you capture, uh, the, the armies that you capture, we'll have slaves. They had, they had gold mines and silver mines in the, U- the Ukraine in ancient times, the Phoenicians. They're all over the planet. And we're supposed to think they just disappeared with all their knowledge with them. No, this has come down through time. And even Albert Pike touches on that in a cryptic way. But thanks for calling in. For Darren from Ireland and Carlton from New York, maybe you can call again on Monday. So I'll have, actually have two days off. In six years, I've never even had a week off. Amazing, eh? But anyway, from Hamish myself, Frontier Canada, it's good night and may your God. All your gods go with you. Remember, too, if you buy the books and discs and uh, donate, I can keep going a bit longer. Thank you.